it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Are the Democrats starting a new sport, mixed message arts? Because I got to be honest with you, and I think I have a pretty good beat on these things. I can't keep up with it. On one side, you have Democrats who are saying, let's get it on with Russia because they're bombing maternity hospitals. And then you have Adam Schiff, who's the most reliable guy on Capitol Hill, saying there's no intelligence to support this. You have the Speaker of the House, you know, wringing her hands like it's a state of the union. Telling the world the most relevant thing that when she had a call with the leadership of a nation under siege, she offered greetings and salutations from lesbian tennis stars from the 1970s. On inflation, inflation rose 7.9% in February. This is the highest in more than 40 years. And that more that highest in 40 years is just going to keep getting, because we've never seen this before. We, in, our, in, in the modern era, in our lives, we've never seen this before. And when Democrats talk about wage gains and the Biden boom, there is no Biden boom. And now our friends over at Americans for Tax Reform, you know, we were talking about $2,500 to $3,000 in backdoor taxation and, and purchasing power loss before. They have it now at $3,500. And as gas prices go up, the last number that we got was the average American is going to spend $2,000 more on filling up the tank. That's that's going to be, I don't know where they put that one when we get to $10 a gallon. You look at any gas station marquee or that frame over the pump, I don't think there's room in most gas stations to make it $10 a gallon, but we're heading there. Americans are going to be looking at an average loss of $10,000. And the only thing the Democrats are saying right now is, well, let's subsidize even more. Great. Let's cure cancer by making the tumors bigger. Now, maybe if you are a penthouse Bolshevik, a limousine liberal, Maybe if you're not even in the car, the limousine, when the chauffeur fills up the tank, what is $10,000 to you? You know, if you're in the Beltway cocktail circuit, what is ten grand to you? That's nothing. That's nothing. What is ten grand? What is ten grand to Nancy Pelosi? Some more ice cream? What is ten grand to these people? Nothing. It's absolutely nothing to them. I'm going to play some audio and then, oh, oh, by the way, oh, yeah, Kamala Harris. I can't tell who's more incoherent, Biden or Harris. And what a great example she is. I mean, you know, what a, what a great icon to young women, especially young women of color. I mean, if you just sleep with the right powerful men, you can go places in life. What a great example she is. See, now all the talk of her being the first woman of color and the first black woman and the first woman of South Asian descent and all this stuff is out the window. She's actually got to stand up and 
talk like a big girl. And every time she does that, it's even more frightening. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start with Representative Mike Quigley. You want to talk about incoherent? In two clips of audio, he's going to tell you that we got to stop talking about Ukraine not being a member of NATO and that Putin has in fact declared war on NATO. Cut three. These images that have been coming in throughout the hour of what Ukrainians say is the bombing of a maternity hospital in Mariupol, just utter devastation. Looking at this, what do you say? Can we stop talking about Ukraine uh, as not being a member of NATO? Can we stop prefacing everything we say about our reaction to this as they're not a member of NATO? Uh, Don't these images speak the same voices that spoke uh, in Europe during the Second World War when fascists and autocrats leveled a continent and the innocents were lost? We can't quibble about this anymore. Putin has declared war on NATO regardless, and has certainly declared war on decency and democratic ideals. Well, that war on decency is... Scramble the jets. Fire up the war machine. A war on decency? That's, That's intolerable, bub. So let's stop quibbling about Ukraine being a member of NATO. We don't have time for that. But Putin has declared war on NATO. He did? Now, I understand what's happening. If you, if, if you are trying to clarify, clarify the remarks of Democrats, well, you're, you're on Putin's side. I'm nowhere near Putin's side. I just want to make sure we get this right. Putin declared war on NATO. Then NATO better be, better be ready to go to war with Putin right now. All of NATO. Play the second clip of Quigley, cut four. So, Congressman, then where are you on a no-fly zone? Look, I I think we come off as quibbling when we're worried about where the jets take off to stop this. The evacuation evacuation routes are blocked. Maternity hospitals are flattened. Babies are dead under the rubble. At some point in time, what did former NATO commander Relove say the other day? What line does Russia have to cross? Uh, Clearly, this goes beyond all those reasons. The Ukrainian fight and the Ukrainian spirit are the very reasons embodied in why we formed NATO in the first place. And stop quibbling about why we formed NATO, because it doesn't matter that they're not a part of NATO. And you know what? Babies are dying. Planned Parenthood is sitting off to the side like, amateurs. Well, okay. Let's go to the man himself, Adam Schiff, Mr. Chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, the guy that was on TV morning, noon, and night that had evidence, he had evidence that Trump was working with Russia. He had a memo, and it was all going to come out in the wash when Bob Mueller issued his report. Now he's the January 6th guy. And the NPL. He was the impeachment manager guy. Now he's the January 6th guy. And we can trust everything he says. Cut five. Does the U.S. know for sure that Russia is responsible for this horrific attack 
on that hospital, that maternity and children's hospital in Mariupol? Um, Jake, I haven't gotten a report yet uh, from the intelligence community about it. Uh, I'm getting briefed uh, generally multiple times a day, but I don't have fidelity on that. Uh, of course, the Russians are increasingly indiscriminate in their bombing. So what you're saying is you can't confirm that. What you just said, as the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, all of the relevant intelligence agencies and NSA, CIA, FBI, DIA, all 17 of them report to you. You can't confirm that the Russians bombed that maternity hospital. Well, what about what the other Democrats said? That's not what the other Democrats said. The other Democrats said, hey, they're bombing maternity hospitals. Babies are dead. Who cares if they're part of NATO? Well, what does Schiff have to say about that? Cut six. Uh, look, I understand how he feels. Uh, he represents a, a large uh, Ukrainian diaspora. I do, too, uh, that I met with recently in Los Angeles. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. And our constituents want us to do more. At the same time, uh, our constituents don't want us going to war with Russia. Uh, and so uh, I think we have to continue to walk that line, make sure that we're providing Ukraine with all the support we can, make sure that we're turning up the pain on Russia. I'm very proud to see Americans in overwhelming numbers, uh, support a ban on Russian oil and gas, even though that's going to mean more pain at the pump. Um, but, uh, but I don't think we can uh, go to war with Russia or should go to war with Russia. Hmm. But babies are dying. Well, we don't know that. What about the Speaker of the House? The Speaker of the House. I'm rubbing my hands together. You can't see it. I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm popping up and down in my chair, rubbing my hands together. Cut nine. In fact, when I spoke to President Zelensky, I said, Billie Jean King sends you her regards and wants to know how she can help in an event. She said she would send you some autographed tennis balls. You could throw them at the Russians. It, do you think, you think, do you really think that brought any comfort? Hello, Mrs. Speaker of the House. Yes, hi. Just so you know, lesbian tennis stars from the 70s really support your efforts. Is there any clarity here? Does, does To the portion of the audience, and I said this yesterday, we naturally, a lot of us, especially as men, we see that and we want to open a can of whoop-ass so bad. Right? You got veterans that are like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I got PTSD, but I'm ready to get back into this fight. You've got people that are that are sharpening their knives right now. Do you trust the governing party right now to conduct war? Because even if you have the most brilliant tacticians in the Pentagon, Joe Biden is still ultimately the commander in chief. Joe Biden blames the army for the withdrawal of Afghanistan. The army blames Joe Biden. We couldn't even get out of a country filled with illiterate cave dwellers without leaving behind $80 billion in equipment. These people, the people we were dealing with were mostly illiterate. And now they, they have a country. <laughs> they, they have a country with heavy weaponry. 
that we left them. These would be the same people running a war in Ukraine with Russia. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. So let's go to the brilliant, the stunning, the shining example to young women, especially young girls of color everywhere. The Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, in Poland. How many refugees is the United States willing to take in? Cut one. I wanted to ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed. He recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town who told him that the refugee system is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> Cackle. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, so this time. Madam, the situation is very complex. That would be the woman that would be commander-in-chief of the armed forces of the United States in a conflict with the Russians should anything befall Joe Biden. That's your commander-in-chief. Play cut two. The UN has set up a process by which there will be a review and investigations, and we will, of course, participate as appropriate and necessary. But... We all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. Pregnant women going for health care, being injured by I don't know, missile or bomb? In an unprovoked, unjustified war? Where a powerful country is trying to take over another country, violate its sovereignty, its territorial integrity for the sake of what? Nothing that is justified or provoked? Absolutely there should be an investigation. And we should all be watching. And I have no question the eyes of the world are on this war and what Russia has done in terms of this aggression and these atrocities. I have no doubt. A UN investigation. Lady, give her the Nobel Prize. If Kamala Harris doesn't win the Nobel Peace Prize, there is no justice on this planet. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.